0: Hello and welcome to cross Coaching. I'm your host, Jason, from Hawthorne Union. This show is designed to be bite-sized information on personal growth, career, and leadership development, and professional coaching. This is episode four, Who Coaches the Coaches? For my people that are supporting others. Where do you get support? So not just for coaches, but for my teachers educators yoga instructors youth pastors those of you who develop other people who develops you my managers leaders entrepreneurs business owners when you're helping other people achieve their dreams who's helping you achieve yours That's what this show's about. So you've heard in the past few episodes me talk about pretty much really dissatisfied with the way last year went. Then I did a year review. And then the last episode where I kind of talked just basically about being vulnerable and vulnerability. And that is the start of the mountain. And what's really awesome is that we're just a few weeks into the new year. And of course, you can do anything for a couple weeks two or three weeks right any new skill any new task it's not a problem but slowly and surely your self your old habits they they creep in and if you're so focused on developing other people supporting other people how do you make sure that you have enough support to achieve the things that you want to achieve? How do you make sure that you're putting enough observation in the things that you observe so that you can actually do something about it? So that's kind of what this show has really centered around. And for me today, I had a, an excellent coaching session. And it it got me thinking, I'm so grateful for my own opportunity to receive professional coaching and to be a professional coach. And it's really easy to, to observe all these things, but how do you make sure that you don't prevent recidivism, relapse? One of the analogies that I like to use in leadership development is akin to your cell phone. When it's working as normal you're just assuming it's always there you're placing calls you're sending text messages not while driving but uh you know you're using it like normal you don't even think about it you don't spend time to appreciate your cell phone you don't send time spend time to appreciate that technology you just have come accustomed to it but when you're losing signal when a call drops all of a sudden, you're, you're very, very focused on it. You're like, I can't believe this. What's going on here? You're kind of waving the thing around. Usually, you kind of point it up into space, hoping to get a little bit better signal. And especially if it happens repeatedly you're, repeatedly, you're very focused on it. You're thinking about maybe calling the company, calling tech support, writing a letter, tweeting at the company. Maybe you need a new phone. You can't believe this blasted thing. And so when there are problems, you're very, very focused on it. And when it starts working smoothly, you just sort of just assume it's always going to be working there. And the same thing can happen with personal development is that when you're in this mode, whether it be the new year or in a time of crisis, you can certainly hone in and focus on everything that is important. But as time starts separating and as you start riding the waves, right, the emotional waves where you have highs and lows and you feel good or you feel very desperate or you feel empty or you feel super excited, when those peak experiences happen, it's very easy to be focused on your progress and development. But what about in those in-between days? What about, you know, one thirty? hours? in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Where's your energy then? So in my coaching today, one of the things that that was happening is that initially I'm, I'm firing in all cylinders. I'm saying things are going great. I'm really getting a, being a lot more productive. The productivity is feeding my energy level, so on and so forth. No, it's not perfect, but you know, I have all these things I want to do my coach hears me out, and that's great. But as the session kind of continues, and I get all of that energy out, all of that excitement, one of the things that starts developing is how to prevent where getting to the point that I was last time, which is essentially burnout. If you haven't listened to my my first episode, I, I just got burnt out. I had a year where even though there were some very, very great concrete memories, socially, emotionally, professionally, creatively, I got burnt. And honestly, if you're in any kind of self-business, if you're not working for a major corporation, or even if you are working for a major corporation, you're in some sort of creative capacity where you're creating media or you're communicating, and in order for you to output at that level, You need to recharge your batteries. So if you heard me go through burnout, how can we prevent that? How can I make sure that that's not happening again to me? And so what we're looking for is for the canary in the coal mine. The first signs that indicate that you're starting to slip towards your old patterns because it's going to happen. You're a human being. And life has a very, very interesting way that if you haven't learned a lesson, it will happily hold you back a grade and make you take that lesson again and again and again and again until you pass. And this year, I'm going to pass. I want you to pass this year. So, what's your canary in the coal mine? What are the signs that you are starting to slip back to? the old ways, because we're human beings. The idea that you are going to grow these emotional and mental muscles and then never be tested is just not realistic. You're growing emotional and mental muscles in order to overcome the obstacles that beat you last time. And usually the reason why you got to the point that you did and the reason why I got to the point that I did was because by the time I realized how waist deep I was in despair, in pain, in depression, and in poor mental health, it was way too late. The early warning signs were long gone. I usually don't recognize those, but this year, that's what has to be different. I used vulnerability as a starting point to articulate and to be able to pull back and to see the whole picture. It's like looking at a picture, uh, an actual photograph, a hard photograph. I know we look at all of our cell phones and if you were to look even at an Instagram picture and you put it really up close to your eye, there's only so much you can see. It's not even in focus. It's only when you pull back that physical photograph that you can see the whole thing. The same thing for progress and personal development is that you have to pull back, and vulnerability allows you to do that, to be truthful with yourself. So, what are the canaries in the coal mine? One of the things that I brought up before is too much distraction. So, whether at your office job and your You know, I'm not talking about the case in the Mondays, right? Where you get there first thing in work and you got a cup of coffee and you want to check in with everyone on the weekend. That's, that's cool. That's normal. Most people who are social or some people like putting their, their head down into their email, normal stuff. But if you are constantly utilizing distractions, that is a sign that your mind is looking for a mental break. A mental escape. It's looking for a quick and easy way to relieve stress. That's one of my canaries in the coal mine. Right? This is one of the things that came out of my coaching session is that I love being social. I love me some Netflix. I love browsing the web. I like reading about movies. But if I'm doing that all day long and all evening long, that's where it's a problem. Escapism. Too much distraction. Next thing, straight up, I've said it, too much booze, right? I love a great cocktail. I like a finger or two or gin after work. But if you're doing that on a consistent basis every day, it's self-medication. It's self-medication, true and through. Next, procrastinating. And here's one of the interesting things. Is that, again, procrastination, similar to escapism, is your mind looking for that immediate gratification, right? That's one of the things about our generation is that we're always looking for uh, that quick fix. You need to find something, you just Google it. You want to watch a show, you don't even have to wait for it to come out next week. You can just binge watch it. You want to date someone, you just swipe. You don't have to go to a bar. You don't have to uh, meet anyone. You do eventually, but not at first, right? You can date someone from the comfort of your own home. If you need to get groceries, if you need to get uh, toilet paper, paper towels, whatever it is, Amazon, one night over day, you know, overnight, one day shipping to you. Everything is immediate. And the same thing with stress is that if you're feeling overwhelmed, overworked, you can just tune out. You can procrastinate because in that instant, you are getting some stress relief. That's why Netflix, YouTube, the Wikipedia K-hole, if you've ever been through that, right? You you look up a topic on Wikipedia and it links you to another one and another one. If that doesn't happen with uh, Wikipedia, it definitely happens with YouTube. It just starts throwing things at you. It's easier than ever to be distracted. It's easier than ever to delay, to put things off, all you have to do is practically nothing and you'll feel just fine. It's only after the show's over, after you wake up and you go, oh, dang it, I really, I really should have, I really should have gotten something done and then that negative voice, that inner critic comes up and thus the cycle, that repetitive cycle. Lastly, one of my, uh, uh actually, I got a couple more here uh written down is the crankies. Man, when I'm super irritable, and let me tell you, I, last week, towards the end of the week, I, I really wasn't feeling that great. Started getting coming down with a cold, froggy throat, just feeling super crummy. You know, when you're starting to get super cranky on the regular, very irritable, that's a sign. That's a canary for me to realize that I need to check myself before I wreck myself. Because those are the things that start putting me down that path, right? The path of self-doubt, the path of being unworthy, being incapable, incompetent, the crankies. Nostalgia, when I get overly nostalgic, I don't know if this happens to you, but every now and then I'll be in my garage and I'll think about an interaction I had with someone from 15 years ago, and I just get this pang of embarrassment and guilt. I haven't talked to that person in 10 years, but I'm, I'm envisioning it like it was yesterday, randomly. I'm not doing anything that's related to the thought. I'll just be literally looking for them like, okay, well, we're going, uh, we're going out. I need to pull the gloves. I, I, it's going to snow tomorrow. I need to pull my gloves out of the garage. And then all of a sudden I start thinking about an interaction I had with someone 15 years ago that I don't talk to. And I start feeling really awful, terrible about it. And I start wondering, I wonder what that person's up to. I wonder if I should look them up on Facebook. And then I start thinking about other things. From 10, 15, 20 years ago. Things that were, you know, at first glance, it feels like those are my golden years where I had this awesome group of friends and I was surrounded by music and people. And there are definitely great things about the times of my past. But when I'm glorifying that past a little too much and diving down uh, purely nostalgia. It's, it's, it's not, it's not good. You don't want to be stuck in the past. The past is there to help you to inform the future, but being stuck in the past is just another trap. It's another vice. It's definitely a trap for me. And lastly, self-consciousness. Man, I'll tell you, I have kind of always struggled with self-image. I know a lot of, a lot of people that do especially those of us that are extroverts extroverts uh you know i i have no problem in a social setting talking to lots of people sometimes talking very loudly or animated it's not a problem for me it's very comfortable but that can also be a way to overcompensate for the insecurities that you feel and when i start feeling very very super self-conscious that is another indicator that something something is not right something's out of whack Something's out of balance. If I'm looking in the mirror, I'm like, "Oh man, I should get this butt to the gym." That's what I need to do. Go for a run. Why would you sleep in this morning? You gonna eat that bowl of cereal? You know, I should eat a nice big cup of water, right? When I start thinking that way, that is another canary in the coal mine. That's an indicator that I'm starting to go down a path that is not going to serve me anymore. Those are the initial trailheads to those wells. The places that take me to uh, the pits of despair that don't allow me to be productive, that don't allow me to achieve the things I want to achieve. So what can you do? We have these canaries in the coal mine. We see these signs. What's next? You have to take care of yourself. You have to. If you want to take care of other people, You have to start by taking care of yourself. If you got nothing left to give, you can do it for a little while. Sure. You can fake it till you make it, but you ain't going to last. You have to make self-care mandatory. And I'm not talking about just a post on Instagram, hashtag self-care. I'm talking about legitimately taking care of yourself. And you know what? You are the expert of your own self-care. You can certainly browse the web for ideas, ask friends, but at the end of the day, you are the expert and you know what you need. One of the traps that I have is that I feel that in times of duress, that I need to be this performance creative machine. I need to be killing it at work. I need to be killing it at home. My house needs to be immaculate. I need to hop on the computer and do all this design work and create classes and write and consume all this other media, right? Without any emotion. It's like the the Terminator, right? Come with me if you want to live. If you have emotions, you must suppress it. Listen listen to me. (laughs) As if that the emotions that you feel, that you need to squash those. If you can't spreadsheet your way out of this problem, then you're a complete failure. It's miserable. And you're just, you're never going to be able to do that. What you have to do is accept the fact that we are imperfect beings that have emotions, that have feelings, and that you're going to have flaws. You're going to have to learn what are the signs that you need to look out for in order to make sure that you need to reset and take care of yourself again this is a new year's resolution new year's resolution everyone can start a goal and stick to it for a couple weeks right most people that go to the gym year round they'll tell you the first couple months back are always super crowded but towards the end of february early march it goes back to the way it's always been and it's probably, mark. it's great marketing, right? I'm sure every gym out there it loves to push all of their advertisements and take money because they know that a lot of people really, really super driven will, ha- will gladly throw money down for the gym membership. But what's going to sustain? What's going to keep it long-term? You have to consider that as a supporter of other people, as a developer, as a person who makes other people's dreams happen, you're in this for the long haul. You're in this for the sprint. Not for the sprint. You're in this for the marathon. The sprint is what you do to get momentum, to get started. But if all you do is focus on the sprint, you're going to get tired and worn out or, like me, burnt out. So what is the indicator? What is your low tire pressure indicator that says... You need to stop and take care of yourself. In the famous words of RuPaul, if you ain't going to love yourself, how the hell are you going to love someone else? Can I get an amen? Thanks for tuning in. For more information on Hawthorne Union, you can go to www.hawthorneunion.com or reach us at info at hawthorneunion.com.